Welcome to The Great People Show, your guide to greatness, your GPS to excellence. Here's your host, J.J. White. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Great People Show. I'm your host, J.J. White, and in The Great People Studio is my esteemed co-host, James Muncy. What's up? Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good, man. Good. I'm doing actually... Very good. That's wonderful. summer's coming to an end. Yeah, our kids are back in school. Oh, that's yours. Right. Yours aren't. No. Yeah, no. our kids are back in school. So times are changing. The season is here. I'm waiting for my pumpkin latte. Man, I'm not ready. I'm I'm sad. You know, I'm already going into that that sort of end of summer depression here. I want my pumpkin latte. I'll eat my. I mean, I'll actually. I I'd eat pumpkin on my salad right now. I'm I'm so desiring pumpkin. Man. I need me some pumpkin. I'm pretty prejudiced for pumpkin, James. <laughs> yeah, I have preconceived notions about how good pumpkin is. We should uh, we should talk more about that. We are going to talk more about okay, it. Okay, today is going to be about our prejudices, and we're going to take a different spin on it. You may be thinking, "Oh, that doesn't apply to me." I love topics on our show where people truly believe it doesn't apply to them. Yeah, because there's such strong polarizing words. And our goal is to make you realize that you possess some of these traits. So uh, so thanks. Wherever you're listening to us right now, if it's on live radio, if you're on Facebook Live, if you're catching us on the podcast, we are absolutely everywhere. Just thank you for being here and allowing us to be part of, of your journey to be great in this world. And it's not a selfish greatness. It can't be a selfish greatness. The only way you can truly be great is if you're helping other people be great. So that's why you should be listening to our show and that's why you should tune in. Um, because on every single episode that we have here, our goal is to provide to you the insights and, um, an inspiration for a life that you desire and really who you need to be for the people around you. That's what it, that's what it boils down to. And, um, let's roll, let's roll, man. Let's talk about this. This, this, this was an important topic for you. It, it, well, you know, it's something that you and I talked about a while ago, and I think prejudice is something that immediately when most people hear that word, they jump right into thinking about racism, <laughs> oh, yeah. sexism, um, so on and so forth. Isms, isms. Yeah. And it, it, that is part of what the definition of prejudice is, but mm-hmm. it is also so much more. In fact, the actual definition is pretty widely encompassing, you know, right yeah. from dictionary.com. A prejudice is any preconceived opinion or feeling either favorable or mm-hmm. unfavorable. So the key word is, or keywords, preconceived opinion. Mm-hmm. So preconceived opinion is, that basically means that you've already made a judgment about something yeah. without having actually experienced it firsthand. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you have only experienced that. Yeah. So you are prejudiced against anything else. That's a good point. Anything. And and so the point that we should start off with is if you're listening to this right now, you are an extremely prejudiced person because everybody is. That's a bold statement. Everybody is extraordinarily prejudiced. You know where it starts, in my opinion? Where's it's that? just a small child asking your kids things like, what's your favorite color? Blue. So you, you end up wearing a lot of blue things. Well, you're prejudiced towards blue. Mm. And maybe you're prejudiced against other colors. <laughs> now, you know, this is funny. We're keeping it really simple. Um, but that's what prejudice is. Yeah. It's having favorable opinions towards or against something. Mm-hmm. 
fair statement, right? No, it's true. You know, you and I were texting just the other day and I was, I was joking that, uh, if, you know, if you grow up and, and your dad <laughs> says, you know, Fords are the only truck you should ever own yeah. and Chevys and Dodges are garbage. Well, you grow up with, uh, you know, that's a prejudice. Yes. And th- this is an important part of the discussion. A vast majority of the prejudice that we experience is marketed towards us mm. in the media, in the news. Yep. Uh, you, you are being taught prejudices by your parents, by a lot of influence around you. That's maybe where the Ford thing came from. Yeah. Could be. Maybe, you're, may, maybe somebody you know or, or you yourself went to a particular college, so you're very prejudiced towards that particular football team. That city you lived in towards that sports team. That's where the prejudice is. That's what we're talking about today. Yeah. Now, I will say just just to, I guess, clarify one thing. It's one thing if you attended the college and now that's the only college that you, you know, you're pre- is that is that a prejudice if you attended it versus if you just grew up being told that that's the college that you should it's influence should root for, right? It's but influence. It's, but it's not preconceived if you've attended the school. Yeah. It's still prejudice though, right? I don't know. Is it? That's what I'm asking. Because you've, well, yeah, I think it is because you have prejudged mm-hmm. any other college out there because you haven't attended it. So you can certainly have favorable opinions towards things that you know well. Right. Getting way outside the whole college thing, but anything that you know well that you feel comfortable with. You have now judged and deemed to be good, mm-hmm. better, right? Maybe best. It's yeah. a big topic no, in today's good... society. Na- nationalism is a pre- is a prejudice, right? So, I mean, I'm prejudiced towards the United States. It's the only place I've ever lived. Yeah. Now, I wish we could all have lived to every single country in the entire world and then have a fair um, judgment towards everything, but that's not realistic. No, there's no time for that. And our brain, no, <laughs> or money, and. Our brain, it, this gets very psychological. We are designed to be extraordinarily prejudiced because it helps us, A, survive. Yep. It helps us recognize patterns in this world. You know, we can dig into the psychology of this. I don't want to today because I find it quite boring. Anything that I read that just tries to explain it away with science, I just get bored with. We need to pull that out of the equation because it may explain it, but that doesn't help us deal with it better. Right. Because the prejudice ends up getting deeper into our lives. And the number one area, this is my opinion. There's no research on this that I even look for, to be honest with you. What do you, what, Jay, what do you think is the number one area of prejudice in our life? The the number one thing that that you think or believe that we may be prejudiced towards? I'd say our family. So to me, that was my number two. Really? So what was your number one? Yourself. Oh, that when you woke up this morning, you prejudged yourself, even subconsciously, to believe that there were certain things that you could and could not do today. You have goals, you have ambitions, you have desires, you have dreams, that you will go to bed, have not worked any bit towards those, because you have already prejudged yourself as not worthy towards it, not, um, not... Gosh, maybe that's just it. Not worthy of it. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of a more powerful word, but there really isn't one. And you you find other things to put into the place of what you were going to, to do because it was more comfortable. It was more uh, normal for us. It was in that regular pattern that we get in every single day, going to work, doing our work, coming home, 
spending time with the family, going to bed, whatever that might be for you. So I believe our number one prejudice that we have is towards ourselves in every in who we are, right? And what we're capable of, what our what our what our upper limits are. We when you put an upper limit on yourself, you have prejudiced yourself towards saying this is as good as I'm going to get today. And, and I've never I've never thought about it that way before. So. I, I I didn't until I dug into this. I, I never really because prejudice is marketed to us as having a negative opinion towards something that you're not familiar with outside of you. But right. it's also things that we're not familiar with on the inside of us. We need to talk about this more, but right now we need to take a break. So don't go away. You're listening to The Great People Show. So this whole prejudice thing is an absolute handicap to your perspective on everything in life, your perspective to you. And I thought the same thing you did. My number two was the people Damn. that are the closest to you in this yeah. world. So what, what, what you, 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 you had that as a very fast answer. Why was that one so strong for you? Well, I think that most of us wouldn't uh, change our hand with anybody else if if we could as far as our families go. I think that we have a natural ability to believe that our family is better than yours or, <laughs> you know, or, or anybody else's. And I think that's a good thing. Um, and that's not something that most people spend a lot of time consciously thinking about. But I think if you take a minute and you really say, you know, what is the thing that you're the most prejudiced toward or against? I mean, it would be, you know, toward my family. I... I I like my family better than mm-hmm. any other family, but the truth is I have no idea what it's like to be in any other family. And the contrarian opinion on that are people that think that everyone's families are better than theirs. Yeah. Or their spouses are better than yours. Mm. I would imagine that prejudice leads to a lot of divorces, that it's better on the other side of the fence. That, yeah. That I, last week I spent some time not just watching and a seminar, but I got a chance to eat lunch with Gary Chapman, mm-hmm. who wrote The Five Love Languages. Yeah. Uh, he is, last year, I don't remember exactly, but last year in the in the Amazon top-selling book list of all categories for the entire year, his book was around number seven or number eight. So the dude has, if you've never heard of him, I'd, I'd be surprised. Because, have you ever read the book? Have you ever no. done that with Catherine? No, oh, man. Is, but, you you but and no. Catherine need to read that book together because the premise is you've got five different love languages that you speak. Mm-hmm. And if you if you have a primary language that you speak, you also want that spoken to you. And those uh, love languages are like acts of service, words of affirmation, physical touch, giving gifts. You know, these are things that where you express love to people. And... That was an eye op- another eye. I mean, I read the book a long time ago, but it was even a bigger eye opener for me to spend some time with him. And when he was at, because he's also a marital counselor and he's been doing this for about 40 years. Mm. And he's probably in his 60s, maybe early 70s. I don't know. Super nice guy from North Carolina. And so we were having this just nice little fireside chat over lunch type thing. And was asked, it's like, what's the, what's the number one thing you believe ends relationships or gets in, in, in the way of that? And he said, it's people's selfishness. And I think that's a, a prejudice towards what we want and what we feel like we expect and where people get into a lot of trouble is if that spouse, your family, isn't providing 100% of that to you. So if they're yeah. operating at like 80% or 60 or even 50% or even like 20%, man, it's like it makes us look somewhere else. Yeah, and it and that could be caused by several things, including what we seem to bring up like every week on this show to, to for some reason or another is social media 
yeah. showing us this perfect non-reality of so many of our friends. And we think, my gosh, my life isn't that good. <laughs> well, guess what? Or, Neither is theirs. How many times have you seen the hashtag, my boyfriend is better than yours, or my yeah. husband is better than yeah. yours, or my wife is better than yours? I actually love that because that person is proclaiming to the world that they think they got the best. I agree. But what that creates for a lot of other people, and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that if you do that, more power to you. I, I think, I wish we all lived in a world where everyone could do it or felt like they should do it. But the reality is when people see that, they believe that. Yeah. They really believe that. That that, that prejudice, that you start to look at that other person and you start to say, here are the things that I like, here are the things that I don't like, and I cannot accept the things that I don't like. That's, that's you get into... Um, because you and I were texting a little bit about this. What's the difference between prejudice and discrimination? Mm -hmm. So prejudice is the emotion and attitude behind it. Discrimination is the physical act of expressing prejudice. Yep. Like saying certain things, doing certain things against or for someone because you have something for them or, or against them. And, and where does that happen more in our life? It's in our relationships. Yeah. Especially yep. if we're married or in a committed relationship with someone. That's where we do it most. That's where most of our prejudice and discrimination lie. And I, and I hope if you're listening to this right now that you're saying, dang, what do I, what, what am I doing to be prejudiced and discriminatory towards my, my wife or my husband or even your kids? Yep. If you're a really controlling parent for good or bad, because there's some good effects and bad effects of that, then you may end up pushing your children towards a particular point of view in life that they don't have of their own that they will never be able to remove themselves from, good, good or bad. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's really good, which is a point of view of success, like never accepting defeat. And, you know, these are things that I think are really healthy prejudice that we instill into our children. Don't listen to other people when they give you negative talk. Those kind of prejudice are very, very powerful. But I don't think that's where most of the prejudice lies in our conversation with our children. Yeah. No, I think you're right. And people's prejudices often keep them from experiencing some great things in life. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, to use one, and this is a really silly low impact example, but to go back to the whole car thing, you know, I really did get raised, you know, in a, in a Ford family. And uh, when I, <laughs> when I looked for a new truck, I initially only looked at Fords. And then I was thinking one night how ridiculous this was that there are, you know, there are three manufacturers out there. They're all great. And just because, I grew up, you know, with my dad saying, you know, Ford is it. Yep. I was like shutting out two of the other best brands in the world of, of automobiles. And I went on and I test drove both of them and it mm -hmm. was eye opening. Still bought the Ford. There you go. But, but seriously, uh, it was, it was a good thing to get to see what else was out there. And so often, and it could be the same with college. If you grew up with a, with a parents that are just hammering yeah, one school even the team, geography, right? You're yeah. more prejudiced towards local colleges. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so it can be limiting. And, and you've, got to, you've got to be conscious and aware of this to help you expand your horizons beyond all of these preconceived notions and opinions that we're raised with and that society pushes upon us. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about this whole Ford thing. See, I'm lucky. Every, just about every brand a car has let me down. So I have no prejudice. Like yeah. I, 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 I've had problems with them all just mm. about. But you know what it is? It's my high expectation of perfection in an automobile that I paid a lot of money for. It should have done a lot better than it did. So 
my prejudice is actually not based in the brand per se, but in the performance of what I expect. And that translates directly over to how I am with people too. It's probably why I'm in the industry I am Mm -hmm. because I expect so much more out of people. My challenge as a very prejudiced person, when I look at somebody, I spent some time with a group of six um, emerging leaders in in a state organization this week. And my prejudice towards them were that they were selling all of themselves so freaking short Mm. because we all do. Yeah. Now the good news is, uh, in, in, in my style of coaching, especially when I'm in small groups, I'm looking for opportunities in them and I'm helping them get just one step closer to another level of performance. I'm not on the negative side. I'm not focusing on what they're doing wrong. I'm asking them, what do you want to do a little bit better at? And I'll coach you. Well, towards the end, one of them said, all right, so what are we doing wrong? What am I doing? I want you to tell me what I'm, what I'm doing wrong. And I was kind of pushing back on it and she absolutely insisted. And then someone else chimed in. They're like, yeah, do all of us. I was like, all right, well, let's, let's go. If you're ready for it, let's go. I normally don't like to do that because I want to leave people on a positive note. Sure. And I think most of us don't realize or even want that kind of feedback because we have already decided what we're capable of doing. Now, we have a dream. We have a goal. We've got this thing sitting out here, but we're clearly not doing what it takes to get to that goal. So that's a prejudice. I mean, we have prejudged ourselves to be limited. Yeah. We are, and I was thinking about this on the way to the studio. We are so freaking unlimited, except for um, the law, right? I mean, there's certain things in the law that keeps us from doing things, but we are so unlimited in what we are able to accomplish in this world. Yeah. Yep. We are. And prejudices are things that, that can happen throughout our lives for something like a car brand, something like a college, et cetera. But they're also judgments that we make very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it does come back to the uh, people. And I'm not talking about necessarily racism or sexism, but what what prejudice do you have if you if if you're about to give a job interview and somebody walks in and they're they're covered with tattoos? Yep. Certain people would Small, have yeah. would have prejudices. They they preconceive. They they're already forming an opinion about this person before they've ever even opened their mouths. Yep. Or the type of clothes that they're wearing, or the type of car that they're driving. It's amazing the relatively small things that we see that even very good people can be cued and and, and end up prejudiced against mm-hmm. other people that they know nothing about. This this one came on on my radar earlier this year because um, we rate groups, we rate whole groups such as homeless people, drug addicts, and poor people. We rate them both low on on warmth and competence because we feel like they can't control themselves or they're losers or um, they don't want to get a job. I mean, right. we just rate that that whole group when we are actually supposed to be taking care of those people, especially the, in, in that list, especially the homeless people. Mm-hmm. How many times have you walked by someone and said, I'm not going to give that person any money because they're probably just going to go and spend it on drugs. So I don't want to enable their behavior. So we've, we've, we've prejudiced that interaction when that person could be desperately hungry and they're actually going to take that money and go buy something to eat that day. So, and I'm fully guilty of this, James. I, I've recently met people, they say, you know, I always give them a little bit of money because I'd, ra- I'd, ra- I'd, rather, I'd rather believe that they're going to take it and, and go eat rather than go do some drugs with it. Yeah. I, I don't want my prejudice of what I see in that person, to your point about the tattoos and things like this. And there's a high school, I think in New Jersey, that bullying has gotten so bad for, on, on the poor children that come to school with dirty clothes, that they're taking the washers and dryers in the gym 
and offering a free laundry service to the kids to do their laundry while they're at school wow. to try to eliminate the bullying because the prejudice towards the poor kids of not being able to, to, to wear clean clothes to school. I mean, we're talking about something that's absolutely transformational in, in someone's path because those children that are being bullied for that most likely will, will succumb to that for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. And to watch people rise above the prejudice of just treating fellow man better is one of the most powerful things that you can be a part of in this world. And uh, I encounter homeless people all the time that are looking for money around Richmond and, you know, especially like downtown and at the street corners and stuff like this. Um, so I, I, this, this is a huge opportunity for all of us to be the better person and go against the grain of what you're used to. Cause that's what really the prejudice is about, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for your family or whether it's for the fellow human being that you're around it's you've got to break that pattern because that pattern, prejudice is just a pattern. That's all mm-hmm. it is. And, and it's designed in you to help you. But if we're not conscious of it, it's moving us in the completely opposite direction. Yep. No, it's a great point. And uh, we're going to talk more about this after the break because there's a lot more with prejudice. What can you do to be less prejudiced in your life? We'll be right back. You're listening to The Great People Show. I found this test on prejudices and I'm afraid to take it. It's called an implicit association test, IAT. I think it came from Harvard. You can actually test your own biases and prejudices. Have you you heard of this thing? No, so you didn't take it? No, I'm scared, man. It's a wake-up call. So I'll do this. You know what I'll do? I'll do it later and maybe report back on another show. I'll I'll take it as well. uh, Just to see what this thing's all all about. We should have both taken it before the the show That probably would have been way more fun to talk about. I did not. I didn't. That, that'll be fun. So you can go. So anybody can go do this. It's called the implicit association mm-hmm. test, IAT, mm-hmm. to test your own biases and prejudices. You know, it's probably not a bad exercise to go through. We all have implicit bias. There's there's now, because you know, I'm in the training and coaching space, there's now training programs on implicit biases. Mm. Uh, a lot of it in hiring, mm-hmm. a lot of it in performance management, because the way we see people and through a different lens. Yeah. changes the way that we may favor someone towards someone else. Sure. And most of the training is around race, gender, these types of things. I'm all about the awareness. I just want to make sure we don't forget that the people that we're most prejudiced towards is ourselves and the people that are closest to us. Because yeah. we, 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 we don't realize that. I mean, that's probably the, the last thing you're thinking about whenever you're thinking about yourself. Because there's a lot more things coming out now about self-limiting beliefs and these things. Those are all prejudices. Oh, yeah. And it's getting, a lot of it is getting worse. You know, one great example is, I'm sure you've heard this as well. We have some friends that are teachers. And it's the old, you know, you'll have the kid who has horrible behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. And the parents right away, not my kid. He, you know, he couldn't possibly be like that. It's you. Yeah. And it's these these preconceived opinions. I mean, this is affecting it's affecting your well, family. I think I think I think these just the word prejudice is probably affecting your family more than anything else right now. Yeah. It's the daily decisions. Um I wish I could find the exact statistic. I swear I read this somewhere. So don't hold me to it. But that the average person makes 10,000 decisions a day. Wow. Think about that. 10,000 decisions with a layer of prejudice on right. all of them. On what you eat, on what you're thinking about. I read somewhere that we, we learn prejudice the exact same way uh, that we learn attitudes, our values, and it's all through association and reinforcement and modeling. And obviously at an early age, it, it happens through a lot of other people, but for the rest of our life, we are doing that to 
to ourselves. Yep. We are making those decisions that we want to be a certain way. That's why I think it's so difficult for people to actually take time and write down their goals and sketch out the life that they want to live. Because you come to this realization, I can't be who I've always been. I can't do what I've always done to get these things. That's where that getting out of the comfort zone thing is. That's where that huge uncomfortable feeling is that you have is because you're, you've got to admit now that in a way you've been prejudiced this whole time Mm -hmm. towards living that life that you've wanted to. James, people that I meet that aren't achieving their goals and don't achieve what they want to achieve and don't meet their vision are a dime a dozen. It's like 99 out of a hundred people. Oh, absolutely. And I'm not talking about people that fall short. I'm not talking about people. I'm not talking about you. If you're working hard and you're going at it and you're, you're, you're hustling right? and you just fall a little short. I'm talking about the folks that do all this work, do all this thinking, and you don't even get started. I mean, be real about it. You're just not even getting started in this because you've already made a decision. Maybe it's very subconsciously that you're not worth it. Yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecies are strong. Mm-hmm. If, if you think that you can't, then you won't. And Amen. That is, that is accurate <laughs> almost all of the time. Yeah. And this goes, and again, it's, you can call it prejudice. You can call it preconceived notions. You can call it stereotypes. You can call it whatever you want. And it may be a mix of those things, but those self-limiting beliefs, those self-limiting opinions that you have going in are the greatest barriers that, that you're going to have in achieving your goals. We have people in our audience, and this is another question, and I'd love to hear from our audience at some point what y'all think about this. What about those of you or those, those out there that are heavily prejudiced towards? You are of a race, sex, religion, that you feel regularly prejudiced towards. Mm. And, and y'all know who you are because I see you on Facebook. I, oh, sure. I, see you, I see you posting about the prejudices all the time. So you're clearly inflicted by it. And if you, if you are from a position of prejudice, does that make you extraordinarily prejudiced or just because you're sensitive to it or it's happening to you, does that make you become unprejudiced? Like, I, I wonder what the net effect of that is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a good, it's a good question. Uh, you know, like you said, I mean, there are racial prejudices sure. for people who are in racial minorities. Yeah. There are religious ones, especially for people who have to wear certain clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the women who dress in some of the traditional Muslim uh, clothing, some of the people, especially where I'm from in, in New York originally, where you have the uh, Hasidic Jewish people mm-hmm. who, you know, wear their hair and their clothes a certain way. And, and yeah, the, the prejudice against these folks before anybody ever says a word to them yeah. is huge. Yeah, I... I just wonder if you, like, had, if, if you feel prejudiced towards, for any reason whatsoever, how do you get out of that? How do you rise above that? Because m- most of the people that I see on social media upset about prejudice and being prejudiced towards, from my perspective, they look very hurt by it. They look very taken by it. Isn't the ultimate on being prejudiced towards letting it go by you saying you can be prejudiced as much as you want to. That's not going to affect my goals in this world. That's not going to affect my level of success. Yeah. That particular action of prejudice hurt me in my path, but I'm going to keep going. Is that the same thing as if you get into a really nasty relationship or or you get into a relationship and you go through a nasty divorce, letting that event 
hurt you for the rest of your life or words that people have spoken hurt you for the rest of your life? Like how, how do you, how do you move past the prejudice? I can't speak to that. I've never, I've never felt prejudiced. I I used to feel a little prejudiced when I was much younger because I was doing things that most 40 and 50 year olds do from a credibility perspective. And here I was in my mid twenties and I actually had people think or say, because I heard about it or they spent, you know, you're just a kid. So that's an age preference for prejudice. Obviously I'm old as crap now, so that doesn't matter anymore. Now it's just me calling other people, a bunch of whippersnappers. It's my turn to be prejudiced, but I I, I have no other experience beyond that. I've, I've not, I'm not a racial minority, right? I'm not a woman that clearly there's prejudice towards that. And so I just don't know, man, but I, I, I see it as a huge problem out there right now for people. Yeah, no, I do too. And, and like you said, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. I, I can't possibly identify with that, but I try to live my life in a way that I don't allow. I try to block the stereotypes out because when we get into this sort of area of prejudices, yeah. you know, um, where we're talking about religion, we're talking about race, we're talking about uh, gender, a lot of these are stereotypes mm-hmm. that, and we talked about the difference between stereotypes and prejudice as well. But we make an assumption that these people are going to match some stereotype that whether it's, it's other people in our lives have told us, whether it's Hollywood, whether it's the media, uh, but, but we have the, these stereotypes that we, that we're, we sort of get in our, in our heads and it keeps us from being non-biased when we meet somebody who fits one of these groups. And that's not everybody, but it's, it's a lot of people. This, This is a, this is a peak emotional level whenever you are able to, not eliminate prejudice. By the way, you, you're never going to be able to eliminate your prejudices. At best, you're going to be able to identify them and say, is this the thing that's getting in my way right now? Do I believe it needs to be a certain way? Do I believe this person needs to be a certain person? Do I believe that this situation needs to happen a certain way? And am I getting all whacked out and bent out of shape because it's not going that direction? Mm-hmm. That's that's where our prejudice get, can, can get in the way. It can also... You know, those kind of things can drive us forward because a lot of people get frustrated when we put this out on social media. It's like, uh, what is the area you're most, pre- you're most prejudiced over? I-, I was waiting for a lot of people to make jokes about that. And a lot of people did. But the number one answer was being prejudiced towards other people that are lazy, that um, don't care, that just don't contribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get that. I-, I get frustrated by that too. And it gets back to what I said earlier. It's about... You could be doing so much more with your life, but you've decided to do this instead. Yep. I'm prejudiced towards you on that. I'm not, and, and if I'm in a good relationship with you, I'm not going to let it slide. It ain't going to happen. So when we come back from break, we're going to talk, we're going to give you a toolkit on how to overcome your own prejudice towards yourself. You're listening to The Great People Show. So how do we overcome these self-limiting beliefs, these prejudice towards ourselves? Because it has to start there. You have to start with you before you start expanding yourself around other people. The first thing to do is to take time and learn and understand people, but also yourself. Like truly, truly try to figure out what you're saying to yourself, what you're feeling about yourself, what you're deciding about yourself. That is the number one barrier to being able to get to where you want to be in a year or two. And that that needs to go hand in hand. If you're married, you should be exploring that prejudice with your spouse. 
what are you doing in that relationship that is potentially smothering that other person because you want them to be something that they were just never meant to be. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll talk about, I'll talk about Sam, my wife, that I love organization. I love structure. Mm-hmm. If I could get away with it, James, everything in our house would have a label on it. Oh my gosh. You're one of those. Brother P touch label maker would make a fortune <laughs> off of us. Sam doesn't operate like that. Mm-hmm. She never has. She was never structured that way. I finally come to terms that she never will. But I haven't come to terms with it. Because I've got to put that out as a caveat, because if she ever replies to this in any form, she's going to say, you haven't gotten over it. So That's my prejudice. You've accepted it, but you still consciously... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a big part of it, is, is, is accepting people. Let me back up. Accepting you for who you are, but also wanting to be able to improve on who you are. And you can't necessarily take that template and put it anywhere else. You can't accept someone for who they are and then try to improve them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If they don't want to be improved, or if you aren't the improver, P.S., your spouse and you, you're the last person that they want to improve them. So wait, so what, what you're saying, let me get this straight. So you're saying that you shouldn't get into a relationship thinking I'll fix them? I will accept all of this and I'll accept all of that for right now, but I'm going to work on all that as we get married and get in further into a relationship. That's I mean, what I see most. How often do we hear that? And it's a, it's a really bad way to approach a relationship. Yeah. What happens whenever that pool of what you like starts to dwindle a little bit because they change. Yeah. Right. Um, the things that are known globally because our media pushes this and, and we see so much on prejudice is about sex, race, these types of things that, well, definitely race. I mean, I know we can change our sex these days, but for the most part, they're pretty embedded into us. Yep. If you're black, there's not too much you can do about that. But what about the other things like religions? Right? We can switch religions. Our habits, our behaviors, these other things, these things change. We, we, we may have committed to somebody that changes a lot of things about them. Yeah. And our prejudice go wild because that's not what we signed up for. And that's where divorces. And it's, um, I think it was a book by Carol Dweck called Mindset. I think I have that right. And I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Great book. The one thing that I pulled out from that most was when she talked about marital relationships, that the relationships that stick together, you have a flexible mindset, meaning you accept the good and the bad. People change. You accept it. The um, fixed mindset is it absolutely needs to be this way. That's what a prejudice is. It has to be this way. And then whenever that changes, you cannot accept it. So most people get a divorce. Well, not most. I guess half. That's huge. Half. Right? Yeah. It's just being accepting of other people. And it, it, the people that are closest to you are the ones that you have the most difficulty accepting. Because we have given, we have become so vulnerable to them. You have become, you have become so transparent to them. You have really become weak to them. And then all of a sudden now things have changed and you don't know what to do with that. It's because of your prejudice. And this gets back so to our, so core to ourself is being comfortable and being able to handle any situation like this, it goes back to my previous question I had just a few minutes ago, that if you are the one that's being prejudiced towards, at what point do you let go of that 
and say, I don't care what you think about me. I don't, I don't even care what you think you can do to me. Your prejudice do not matter in my life. I will rise. Like that, how do you do that? That's what, that's what we need to figure out. And it, it's a mindset, isn't it? It really is. And it's a decision that you, I mean, you're here talking about how we can't fix the people around us. So the people around us who may have these prejudices built in, they're the ones that have to decide to change. Yeah. And the people who are listening to the show right now think, like you're saying, should reflect a little bit on yourself and your own life. And where do you fit in that whole paradigm? Yeah. And, and may, maybe if you, because uh, I do see these pe- folks too, that if you have become so prejudiced towards and you become so accepting of it, meaning like you're not going to let that affect your mind. You're not going to let that affect your emotions. You're right. not going to let that affect your heart. But what it does do is it drives you to help end the prejudice. Like you become an activist towards that for other people. That's a powerful state to be in. Oh, yeah. Because a big part of this is is education. But you, I think, but James, a big part of this is is literally giving up on the folks that you can't change. Meaning, I'm not going to change your mind on your prejudices. Just like you're not, probably not going to change my mind on my prejudice. So I'm not going to exude any more energy towards it. Exert any more energy towards it. It's just not going to happen. Like, we need to be careful about what we're, what we're putting our energy into. Because prejudice is an extraordinarily high level of energy consumption in our life. Mm-hmm. We're making 10,000 decisions a day. We have to be prejudiced towards those decisions. We can't just waffle the whole day and just let everything go. You have to decide, we're going to do this. I'm going to think this. I'm going to say this. These are decisions that matter, and we're basing them on our prejudices. The key here is to make sure that we aren't clouded in our decision-making because we haven't experienced something. How frustrating is it whenever you have an idea at work, and the first thing out of everyone's mouth is, oh, that won't work. That costs too much money. That's stupid. Blah, 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 blah. It's just filled with prejudices. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I, part of me can't survive in an environment like that. The other part of me says, it's a challenge. I, I'm, here, I'm here to help you realize that you are prejudiced. Yeah. And the prejudice comes again. We have to go back to that word preconceived. Mm-hmm. It is something that is preconceived without any firsthand knowledge, you know, and that, I guess, JJ, that's something, help help me understand here because we're talking about relationships and being flexible and differences in a relationship. So let's talk about politics for a second, because that's Uh something I know, but that's something easy. So I'm, I'm a Republican. I'm a proud Republican. Uh, I'm not prejudiced. I don't consider myself to be prejudiced against Democrats. I, I understand. I, I fully understand where the Democrats are coming from. I understand what that platform is. Mm-hmm. I understand politically what that means. And I'm on the Republican. I'm on the right side of the political spectrum. My wife is the same. If I was in a relationship, though, with someone who was on the opposite political spectrum of me, those wouldn't be prejudices. So where, where's the difference in our relationships between differences that, that may be prejudicial and, and differences that, you know, aren't? Does that I, make think, sense? I think it I think it matters with what you do with it. I think it's the execution of it. Mm-hmm. I think it's how you put it put it out into the wild. Because I would actually argue that you are prejudiced as a Republican because you have a belief system. Right. Right. You you whatever your religion is, you have a belief system. Wherever you've come from, that's your belief system. 
And that's what, we, that's what we've been saying the whole show is you're filled with prejudices. The key here is what you actually do with it. What I hear you saying is you're not going to discriminate towards somebody simply because they believe a different political point of view right. than you do. And, and the reason you don't discriminate is because you fully understand why they believe what they believe. Mm. Like, I, I'm, I'm with you, man. Socialist, communist, all of them. I fully understand why you believe what you believe. Mm. I am... I, I am very, very prejudiced towards them and, and against, uh, you know, it's because I just, as you put these things into action, that's where it, it actually, I'm not going to fight anybody on it. Mm. If somebody wants to have a healthy debate, if someone wants to learn more about it, the problem is most people don't want to do that. Right. Uh, yeah, they, right. They, and, and that's what I'm, that, that's another big step in this process is, is it, when you take time to learn and understand people, Maybe you should challenge your own belief system, but at least take the time to understand why they believe what they believe, especially if you have a negative or even indifferent emotion towards them. If, if you feel emotional towards people's position, towards their thoughts, towards who they are, towards how they act, that's your problem. Mm-hmm. That's not their problem. That's your problem. So you have to do something. If you feel angry if you are upset, if you feel let down, let out, whatever it is, that's an emotion that you have to find a way to manage. They're not going to care about that. They're not going to help you, but they're probably going to hurt you because they're recognizing that you've got this emotion around it. I mean, called getting an argument with your spouse. Yeah. You know, I mean, how does that usually end up for you? So you have to do in a big part of the, the opposite of, of prejudice is empathy. Uh, prejudice is is maybe the opposite of discrimination is empathy. Maybe that's a better way to do it because discrimination is treating someone differently based on who they are, where they're from, what they believe, all these things. Empathy is actually so fully understanding someone's point of view that you feel it with them. Yes. Like that's, there's a big difference between sympathy and empathy, but empathy is fully, fully being able to walk in their shoes. Yep. There is no discrimination there because you totally understand may not agree may not like it but you fully understand it these are all emotional folks and the first place to start is with yourself the second place to go is with your significant other if you have it then your children if you have them but certainly you have friends you have people that you're and most likely you have you have created a friendship uh, group that you really don't have many prejudice towards because they're just like you yeah, but we're talking about the people that you don't interact with. Just take that time. It's amazing what you learn from somebody. And the, and the biggest one, the one that we need to end on this today, is don't limit yourself. You said this earlier in the show. I wrote it down. This is what we really need you to get out of the show: is prejudice is a self-limiting belief that just goes in that category of all these other self-limiting beliefs that you have, that you're not good enough, that you don't worthy or deserve success. And again, you may be saying, I don't say those things about me. Well, then, dude, why don't you have what you want? Why aren't you who you want to be? If you don't have self-limiting beliefs, why have you not arrived already? I will challenge you on that all day, of the, every, every day of the week. We all have self-limiting beliefs. And the root of that self-limiting belief is, you be, is because you believe something needs to be a certain way. Well, what if there's something guiding you towards a different direction that has a better interest in it than you do? that you don't understand right now. Pay attention to that. Listen to that. 
James, I'm dropping truth bombs all over the place here. I can't just let this go without you getting a final word in here. No, I'm I'm with you entirely. And you look at certain people in our society, our current president probably being uh, a great example of one who doesn't have a whole lot of self-limiting beliefs. <laughs> You know, who has who has taken these audacious goals, who who has taken this audacious approach at life and hasn't let those things get in their way. And it's ironic that we're talking about somebody who the media would have us, you know, believe is is one of the most prejudiced people yeah. ever. Yep. And I'm not here to debate that or not debate that, but I'm saying at the very least the man's personal beliefs haven't gotten in the way. So we should be listening to ourselves. More than listening to other people around us tell us what we should believe about others. Yeah, because like him or hate him, there's a great example of somebody who does just that. We want to thank you all for being a part of our show here. Uh, Wherever you're listening to it, no matter what, you can go to our website, greatpeopleshow.com. This week, next week, between this show and the next show, we're doing a telethon here in the Great People Studio. Go to our webpage. Go to my website or Facebook page, JJ White One, and check it out because we're going to be providing a ton of other content for our Great People audience that you're going to hear on our podcast later on. Thank you all. We'll see you next week. Go be great. Thanks for joining us. Tune in to The Great People Show again next week, Thursdays, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m.